Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren. Today, we'll be talking about High from The Chocolate Invasion, uh, which would have been the title track to the album High, uh, which mostly consisted of songs that ended up on uh, half The Chocolate Invasion and half The Slaughterhouse, I think. Uh, I think mostly favouring The Chocolate Invasion over Slaughterhouse. Um, recorded early to mid-2000 at Paisley Park and released on the 15th of December 2001 to the MPG Music Club and then obviously collected three years later on The Chocolate Invasion. On the track we've got Prince, we have the returning DVS and we have uh, Kip Blackshear. Uh, the track is 5 minutes 4 and joining me to talk about today is Gina Radcliffe. Hello Gina. Hello Darren. Uh, like I said, this would have been the title track to the album High had Prince, um, you know, Instead of compiling these into two separate sets of ten, um, I think like seven or six of them were going to be on high and then four from Slaughterhouse or three from Slaughterhouse. I can never remember. They were going to be on this album called High, uh, which I think I've already discussed because we may have already talked about DVS on an earlier track. Um, he, he is a rapper who, um, who go, whose real name is David Schwartz. Um, and he, uh, he designed the artwork for this album. And it is, I don't know, like... I think Prince kind of got away with Love Sexy because he was like at the height of his popularity and, you know, it was a little suggestive and arty. Uh, but the cover for High is just basically naked Prince with a guitar in place of his penis. And it's, there's no subtlety at all there. You know, there's no flower stamen artfully placed. It's just yeah. literally, here is naked Prince. Yeah, I mean, I, I did not see this uh, cover art until you pointed it out to me. It's like, you can like see pubes. There's nothing, nothing is left of the imagination. It's, it's pretty, and it's also kind of cheaply made. Like the, the it, it very much looks like, like MySpace era artwork. It is like 2000, you know, that is... Uh, that is kind of, I mean, you know, uh, obviously Photoshop, you know, dominates everything now, but that was still when Photoshop was mostly just for professionals. Um, and I don't think that DVS could be classified as a professional when doing that art cover because it just, I don't, like, it's, uh, I mean, I feel like people really need to see it. I don't think any description can really give it any kind of credit. Um, but it is just, like, it is just, like, the most, I, I it's weird because it, this is like, if, if the, this album had been released, it would have been, um, in the year 2000, Prince didn't release an album in the year 2000. Um, you know that was one of the, that was one of the very few skip years that he had. So he'd released Rave the previous year. He would release Rainbow Children in 2001. If he'd have released this in 2000, um, I you know I think he might have got like a fair amount of publicity for it just based on the artwork. I mean, <laughs> if that had been like in shops, there would have been a fight over the cover. You know, there would have been the whole thing that happened with Love Sexy selling it and probably like you know brown paper packages like the the whole thing would have kind of i feel like it would have you know put prince kind of in the mainstream for the wrong reasons um you know in 2000 whereas you know 2001 you know the release of rainbow children was fairly low-key you know he changed his name back to prince in 2000 that was the only real thing that he kind of did of note in 2000 um so yeah if he'd have released that as an actual album <laughs> Uh, I feel like people would have taken notice of it. It's not like you can ignore that cover. No, it's like he's, he's a little too much. Like I'm back, bitches, and it's like, okay, Prince, you're you're like <laughs> you're 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 you know in your forties now. It's time to you know ease ease off a little bit here. Yeah, it, I mean, and I, this as well. This this would have been just around the time that his divorce with Maite would have been starting as well. So I feel like people would have been like, this feels a lot like a midlife crisis, like. You know, you're freshly divorced. Here you are, fully naked, with your, you know, 
already penis-shaped guitar, um, you know, which, which I don't think it's an accident that Prince's symbol, when turned on its side, resembles a penis. Like, I, th- I think Prince thought that out. Um, you know, most famously when he did his Super Bowl performance, and I think it's during Purple Rain where they had the the kind of curtain comes down and you just see Prince in silhouette, and the way his guitar is placed, it's deliberate. <laughs> it looks like a penis. Like, that's... So I so it's it's no ch- so you know Prince is kind of I think I guess maybe it's been a bit more subtle up to now but the fact that that cover is like yeah this is Prince naked his guitar is in place of where his penis is I feel people would have been like I mean they would have been up in arms people are up in arms about love sexy and that is a you know it's an artfully directed cover this is just kind of a very cheap looking kind of it's I don't know, I feel like Prince made the right choice in not having High come out as an album. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like he just kind of you know looked at it later, like yeah, no, this was a terrible idea, and no one should ever look at it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, well, I, I I find it interesting that this would have been the title track. Um, you know, like uh, as it is on, uh, well, depends which version of you know Chocolate Invasion you've got. But if you've got the the title version, this is the seventh track. It's kind of hidden away. It's not ri- like the fact that Prince was considering this as a title track of an album. I always find is quite interesting. You know, when you when you look back over Prince's career, when you when you think of the songs that were the title tracks, um, it's it's never like he has. You know, it's it's not like there's a title track on on a Prince album where it's like, oh, it's just a kind of you know a track that isn't that prominent. Like, you know, if you think about stuff like, you know, uh, you know, Graffiti Bridge, Purple Rain, you know, Diamonds and Pearls, they're, they're very kind of prominent songs. And so it's it's interesting that Prince is like, oh, yeah, this would be great as the title of the album. And then when you listen to the song, I'm not convinced that this would have been like a really strong title track. No, um, I don't think it's it's bad where it is on in Chocolate Invasion, but I it just doesn't strike me as like, you know, Prince setting out his stall and being like, here is... You know, if you think about Rainbow Children, like the title track for that is like eleven minutes long. <laughs> like, he really makes he really makes a point with that title track. Whereas here, this it doesn't feel like it really would stand out. You know, as being like a you know a Prince album title track. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little, it's not bad. It's just a, it's a little kind of throwaway, I guess. It, it does sound like something he just kind of wrote and recorded in, in a day and didn't didn't put a whole lot of uh, you know I don't want to say he didn't put a lot of thought into it, but maybe not as much as he would have for other title tracks. And interesting. You know, um, Prince mentions his name a lot in this song. Uh, this, I think, when he was recording this, he still would have been Symbol, but when it came out, he would have changed his name back to Prince by the time it was released. So it's, I don't know, I guess it's just kind of interesting to me that he's referring to his own name so many times in the song, uh, probably at a time where other people weren't allowed to say it. Um, but also, it, uh, this is kind of, um, you know, it, it has that kind of early 2000s Prince rap feel. Uh, and it is, you know, it, it, it is essentially just a kind of a, another kind of Prince boasting rap song, um, you know, where I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean, he has some interesting turns of phrasing here, um, you know, p- particularly where he says, uh, you know, looking for some good boys, which I eyebrow raise. Yeah. So uh, but I don't, I mean, like the, the chorus, there isn't really much to it apart from, you know, I'll get you high. Yeah. Prince is going to get you high. And it's pretty much that repeated a couple of times. And that's, you know, that's what he opens with. And that's kind of as much chorus as you're going to get, um, you know. And he does tell us, you know, making your way through the neighborhood, looking for some good boys, toys, bobbing your tail to another one of Prince's jams. I, I mean, you know, I, I like the third person boasting he's got, he's got going on. Uh, trying to look real coy when they pull up beside you and ask if they can ride you. Um, again, the subtlety of the the kind of the high album cover comes out there. Um, and then, you know, the horn goes beep and the mu- music in the Jeep goes and then, you know, 
we, we kind of get to like the pre-chorus with I got the music to get you high again. I got the beat that will make you act like a hooligan, which I don't think is something I really want. But I was going to say, uh, hooligan, hooligan kind of, particularly in the UK, hooligan has a very negative connotation, does it not? I mean, yeah. don't they usually people I mean, getting into riots or like soccer matches and all? Or Yeah, um, well, basically, you know, uh, <laughs> this is a this is maybe a weird detour, but uh, they made every single stadium in the higher divisions of uh, professional football um, seat all seaters because people used to stand in the stadiums, but because of football hooligans, they made everybody sit down. Um, so that's that's the power that football hooligans had in the eighties is they caused every single stadium in the country, uh, much to the protests of many people. Like it's even to this day, people are still like, why can't they just let us stand up? And uh, you know, so they, they they basically made all these companies and football teams spend tons of money on putting seats into stadiums. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, who, I, I don't know. I guess hooligan maybe has a slightly different connotation in America, but over here, yeah, the first thing I think of is football hooligan. Yeah, as as... here it's just kind of like a, it's sort of like a same kind of words like like a rascal, like just kind of like a like a troublemaker, but not usually like somebody's getting into like you know, violent fights over over a sport over a sporting event. Uh, and, I mean, you save most of the violence for the actual field. Uh, <laughs> that that's right, NFL, you burn. You burn. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so <laughs> he says. I got the rhyme, make you tell a friend, Prince going to get you high. Um, so I'm, you know, and a lot of this is delivered in kind of uh, Prince's falsetto. Certainly the chorus is, you know, mostly Prince's falsetto. Um, so when he's singing high, he's singing it in his higher register. So, I, I mean, I, you know, there's a nice little touch that I like from Prince when he occasionally, um, you know, when he occasionally uses his lyrics like that to, to emphasize what he's doing. Um, you know, and then he, he, I don't know, he, he, he kind of, I, I find it funny when Prince does this kind of like rap boasting because it's like, he attempts to be kind of, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, like kind of hard or something like as if he's going to, he's threatening, but it never, it never sounds that threatening. Um, you know, where he's talking about every now and then you're having one of them days, people getting on your last nerve. And it's like, OK, Prince, um, <laughs> no matter how you cut it, nothing seems to go your way. You want to quit this job, get your swerve on, turn the radio up. It's a new day. The only way to see it is your way. And the door goes slam. Now you sing this jam. And I like I like I don't know. It kind of turns into something emo at the end. there, where It's like you quit your job and then you go home, and you stick the radio on and you close the door and you just start singing. It's yeah, like, it's like, Prince, uh, Prince, what job are you quitting? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're quitting. Yeah. You're quitting being prince for a living. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, the weird thing is, uh, around like around the time towards the end of Prince's marriage to Maite, apparently she had asked him to stop spending all his time in the recording studio, and that was one of the reasons apparently why there was no album in 2000. Was basically Maite was like, just stop. Every, like every five minutes we talk, stop just going off and recording a song about what we've just done, or like. So uh, you know, she she asked him to not record so many songs. So I don't know if this kind of like, you know, um, you you want to quit this job as in, you know, make Prince stop being Prince. Um, I don't know if that's maybe a reference to that. It probably isn't. But I don't know. It, knowing kind of what was going on behind the scenes, it does kind of give that line a little bit of a, a, a you know, a, a kind of odd meaning that <laughs> Prince is going to quit being Prince. Um, you know, something, of course, that he, he didn't he didn't do right up until the very end. He was still not quite as bad as some people who died on stage, but uh, <laughs> he was certainly getting close to it. Uh, but yeah, and then, you know, he says, you know, I got the music to make you high again. You got the beat to make you act like a hooligan. Um, and towards the end, he says, MPG ADO getting you high again, uh, which the MPG, 
uh, well, audio or ADO, I never know, I never fully know how to say it because it looks weird written down. But it's basically the MPG radio, which was Prince's live streams that he would do where he would play his own music. Um, he was like the most selfish DJ in the world where he would li literally just play Prince songs uh, and would occasionally mix in, um, you know, other songs from other artists that he'd produced. Um, and there were a couple of times where he even played unreleased tracks, like there was like a, a live version of um, Rebirth of the Flesh that apparently he played on one stream once. So, um, you know, he, and then we go back to the chorus just before we finish. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I find this weird because like the, the two verses, the first one is kind of like this whole... Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, when he says, you know, looking for some good boys, uh, you know, making his way through the neighborhood, I'm, I think he's talking about women doing that. I, I don't think Prince is the one doing that. And then obviously Prince is the one that pulls up next to them. And then this whole thing about getting angry and quitting your job because you've, you know, people are getting on your last nerve. Like, like it, it feels like this song is meant to be about Prince boasting, like the whole, you know, Prince is going to get you high. But at the same time, it's like the subject that he's chosen for the verses is so weird. And kind of like I don't like I don't know. It's like girls looking through the neighborhood for some good boys, and someone quitting their job so they can listen to Prince's music. <laughs> it just doesn't feel like you know the kind of subject that you would normally get in a you know a song that is essentially a rap song. Um, and you know I, I I like the kind of production of it, but it just it kind of has that early Prince, um, you know, by himself in the studio, kind of like you know drum machine and you know uh, a kind of choppy guitar and like i mean it, it's nothing that you have at this point you haven't kind of already heard on a, you know an, a couple of hundred print songs so it doesn't really feel like it does anything to stand out which is why i find it really weird that this was the choice um for the album that he was thinking about releasing in 2000 because I, I just think it's it's such a kind of um forgettable song that it's like I, I don't know what he was trying to do <laughs> like um you know just i guess just saying his own name over and over again kind of works um you know because by the end of the song uh, you know you can kind of hum the chorus you know prince will, prince gonna get you high like that stays with me but i feel like the rest of the song is a bit forgettable yeah like i said it's 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 not a bad song it's just like you know i, I listen to it and it's like yeah that that that's all right that's a prince song <laughs> you know it's just you know it, it didn't really it doesn't have like a particularly memorable hook or anything like that and and as you say it would not to me sound like you know, the 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 you know the 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 whole, you know, the, the kind of the song that's carrying the whole album. Um, I would say for myself, probably, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't want to go as low as a two, but I feel like a three is too high. Um, pardon the pun. So, I, I, I mean, I'm edging about two and a half, but I would have to say two because I just, other than the kind of the the little hook that is with the chorus, I don't think there's anything else that I really find that you know kind of memorable about the song. So it's kind of just a little bit forgettable. I, I would I would agree with I would agree with it too. I would, that's where I would put it. Yeah, if, if the album would come out and this had been the title track, I would have been completely mystified as to what Prince was thinking. <laughs> I'd have just been like, I don't understand what you're trying to do here, Prince. Like, you know, um, but yeah. So it's you know, it's not. I mean, like I've said before, uh, on practically every single um, you know episode for this album, Chocolate Invasion really isn't an album. It's just kind of a random collection of songs. And I think maybe if Prince had had some other songs from around the same time that were more obviously part of the ideas that he's got in the song then maybe that would solidify it a bit and maybe you know an album with that would be a bit more memorable but as it is everything from around this period is just one or two songs that Prince recorded here and there and it doesn't feel like there's a kind of coherent theme um you know although I guess if the album had actually been released the coherent theme would have been everyone who's trying to ban this album from being in shops because it's just a naked Prince on the cover um <laughs> 
So uh, it should come as no surprise that Prince didn't play the song live. Um, you know, it was part of the MPG Music Club number 11, which I think was the penultimate MPG Music Club. I think he did one more in the in the new year of 2002, and then that was that was it for the MPG Music Club. Uh, before some lawsuits started, and then <laughs> Prince had to start releasing albums to make up his commitment to the the MPG Music Club, and then he got into a bit of a dispute with some of his fans online and recorded a song about them. There, where <laughs> he kind of took a shot at them. Things kind of went downhill pretty quickly, uh, but then he recovered for musicology. So you know, the story has a happy ending. Um, but yeah, I, I mean it. I, I think stuff from around this time period is a little hard to judge because normally with some print stuff, even even some of the songs that like didn't make it onto Sign of the Times, you kind of know what he was doing around that time. Whereas with this, it's just like here's you know here's one or two just random songs that he just happened to have recorded, um, you know. But I, I, I you know I feel like we said about as much as anyone's going to say about high. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Tina? Uh, I am the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast, in which we talk about horror movies according to the characters. Uh, we just wrapped up the entire Friday Thirteenth series after two and a half years, and we're um, is in January. We're going to be starting Nightmare on Elm Street, so you can just look that up under Kill by Kill. And I write about. Um, music and not music i write about movies and pop culture and old television at uh my own website GinaRadcliffe.com. and you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter at prince podcast or you can email us not sure why you would at prince track by track at gmail.com unless of course you are david schwartz by all means do email us david uh, so you can let us know what you're, like exactly what you were thinking with that cover uh, <laughs> otherwise thanks for being my guest here gina thank you and goodbye bye